0: Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy To Podcast. Now it's that time of year where if you're like me, you are starting to think about what 2023 looks like in your business and also for your podcast. And so I thought that today I would bring to you a replay of an amazing conversation I had with Sarah Joyce Hindle back at the start of this year, 2022, where we talked all about setting goals and how to achieve them. And I think this goes really, really well with the episode where I talked about how I'm planning for 2023 with my podcast. So I hope you enjoy, and I will see you next week with an episode all about auditing your podcast. So these episodes all kind of go well together because you kind of need to know where you've been in order to work out where it is that you are heading to. So enjoy. Here's Sarah Joyce Hindle, and I will see you next week. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. Sarah Joyce Hindle is a business and mindset coach for entrepreneurs who know they are meant for more. She focuses on helping passionate souls align with who they are with what they do so that their business can grow and impact more people. Sarah is an ICF ACC accredited business coach with over a decade of business experience She runs the Joyful Business Club for those who are looking for community and accountability on their entrepreneurial journey, as well as an intensive business accelerator program several times a year. Her new podcast launches in late January 2022, which we'll come on to a a little bit later in the show. But for now, Sarah, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited about our conversation and where it's going to go.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So to kick things off, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your story.
1: Yeah, I always try and do this in a really succinct, you know, tight-knit kind of way. Uh, (laughs) I never quite sort of hit the nail on the head with that, but I'm going to give it a go. So I knew from when I was about 16, 17, that I didn't want to be in employment. Um, The idea of sucking up to somebody just was not fun. Um and I've always had a bit of a, a thing about authority and sort of questioning things. Um, very questionable child, sort of why? Why? Your <laughs> sure well, parents, parents love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at 18, uh, I started on my entrepreneurial journey and I became a dog walker because I absolutely adored dogs and I just thought, you know what, what's what better way to spend the whole day with my dogs, with other people's dogs and get paid for it? Like at that t- that sort of time in my life, that was I was winning, right? Um so I had a dog walking business. And then I had my three beautiful children. I took time away from any kind of work till my third child was about six months old. And I was kind of like, "Mm, okay, like I'm getting called back to do something now, but I don't want to go back dog walking. I don't want to go back out in the cold. You know, I want to be able to adapt with my children, be at home for them. You know, so that's when I decided to hone in on what something I was good at. So um, I learned how to sew during my um, time with my kids at home, and I got really damn good at it. Cool. Um, So I started making little trousers, dresses, dungarees, that sort of thing for my kids, and my friends were all like, oh my God, where did you get this from? Like, I want in, and I was like, well, I made it, like, I'll make you one, it's fine, like, you know, know, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, I should really start charging people for this now. (laughs) Um, So I opened up my business, and I ran that for six years, and it was kind of, it was definitely my first proper business, So I had sort of like regular clients that would come back and order more. I was like super busy over Christmas because I did Santa sacks as well for a while. So like everyone went nuts for those. And I kind of thought, you know what, I can do this. This is something that I can actually make a living with and still never miss an assembly or an activity or my child's sick day. You know, I don't have to beg somebody to, to take the day. So that was it. Then I was like, I'm never going ever into a workplace situation. And it must be coming up to four years ago now. I was in the thick of it and I hadn't yet learned to delegate so I hadn't even considered hiring somebody that the idea of hiring somebody was like well they won't do it as good as me or it might not be the right way or what if they don't show up and you know all these things were going around in my head and I was not mentally at that place where I could sort of hire anybody so I got to a burnout oh do you know I got so overwhelmed and I didn't want to say no to any clients and it, it coincided with the time where my grandma was really poorly and um, she died. And it was just like, well, now I have to tell everybody that I can't make these orders mm-hmm. up. I haven't got a backup person to help me. I haven't got somebody to pick up the slack. And all the clients were really understanding and it, it all was fine in the end. But it kind of made me reassess mm-hmm. where I was with what I was doing. And I was just like, right, okay. And another thing I haven't mentioned is I have um, fibromyalgia, which is chronic pain and fatigue. So the actual art of sewing the clothes was physically hurting yeah. me as well. But mentally, I wasn't there to sort of take that load off my plate and sort of do the marketing and do the, you know, the CEO stuff. So I wound that business down out of choice and thought, you know what, I don't don't need to dive into something straight away. I'll take Mm. some time. Eight months later, I discovered coaching. And I was like, you know what, I quite like this. And I realized that I was actually really good at listening. And so many friends that over the years have gone, oh, you know, you should train to be a counsellor, you should train to be a counsellor, but that never really sparked joy for me. Yeah. But the idea of helping people move forwards sparked joy rather than sort of unpicking their past and making them at peace with that. Although it's lovely and I, you know, I think counsellors are amazing. It just wasn't something that I could do day in and day out. So I started looking into coaching, like what is coaching? How can I help people? What kind of coaching lights me up? And I thought, well, you know what? I've got a hell of a lot of business experience in the online space with my um, my clothing business. You know, we're primarily on Instagram or on Facebook had a website, you know, all that stuff. And it was everything, Like you and you know this from having a business, it's not just the one thing you like doing, it's all the other bits and bobs that go into running a business. So I got pretty good at that. So I thought, you know what, let's give this a go. But I don't go in sort of halfway, I go in full pelt. So I signed up for the ICF um, coaching course, coaching qualification, which was, I think it was about £5,000, over
0: 250
1: hours of training, um, loads and loads of sort of tests, and we had to send in recordings, and it was all... You know, because they're really, really sought after federation. They only want the best of the best, uh, you know, representing their company. So there's a lot to jump through. So I sort of did that um, whilst I was building my business up at the start of 2020. Um, and it finished early this year. So early 2021. Mm-hmm. So fully qualified as of May, which was lovely because it gave me that extra, you know, um, the difference between other, other coaches as well. Yeah, definitely. And since then I've sort of built up my client base, you know, one-to-one clients. I've moved into a membership, which I really love, um, that you are also a part of. Which is amazing. And it's just kinda of grown from there really. You know, so I've sort of started this journey as like fifteen, sixteen, realising I didn't want to be sort of beholden to somebody else and going on this like this entrepreneurial journey to get to to where I am now, where I'm actually helping other entrepreneurs find their passion and find their genius and, you know, work out what they're meant to do with their lives. It's really quite special.
0: It really is. And I know, obviously, like you said, I'm in your membership, the Joyful Business Club. And you said it a couple of times there, sparking joy. Mm. And you're right, like zone of genius, your sweet spot. But sparking joy just brings a whole different connotation to why we do our businesses, why we do the things that we do. So at what point or where did that phrase, why do you use that phrase as opposed to some of the other Mm. phrases that are bandied about?
1: I think for me, so obviously I've just given you (laughs) not so brief business journey there. What I haven't told you about is that I suffered postnatal depression after my third child, which went undiagnosed for like two years. I was very like, oh, I'll deal with this on my own sort of thing. And I was you know, I suppose it was a bit taboo. Um, and I speak quite freely about it now. And it was kind of like, you know, I've got these two kids and I was doing fine. This third one comes along. She's easy. You know, she's not a difficult baby, but all of a sudden I'm struggling. Like what is wrong with me? And it was kind of like that sort of mindset. And it was, I wasn't in a very good place and um, I'd had depression before and I got the help and support I needed. And my family and friends were great, you know, and I had counseling, and I had CBT and I got into a really good place. Um, and I mentioned that my grandma passed a couple of years ago, Um, that sent me into depression again because I was overworked. I was sore. I was burnt Mm. out. My my fibromyalgia, my illness was playing havoc with me as well, because that can be accelerated by stress or grief or anything that's any sort of big negative emotion. So that was sort of a downward spiral for me that year. And I sort of hit my rock bottom and it was kind of like, Okay, Mm -hmm. can go two ways. I can wallow, or I can do something about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something because I am not going to spend the rest of my life feeling like crap. You know. And the thought that got me through that was, you know, my kids need to know what they're capable of, especially the girls. I have I have two girls and a boy, especially the girls. Um, and my nana wouldn't want that for me. Like my nana that passed, like she wouldn't want me to sit there and mope and struggle. She'd want me to get up off my bum, dust my hands off, and crack on. And you know what? That's what I did. Um, and again, I still needed support. I still needed therapy, you know, and I'm not afraid to say that that's what I needed at the time, you know, but I, I got out of that sort of, um, rut and I started looking into personal development, you know, mindset work. And I realized that the stories I would tell myself or the phrases I would say in my head about myself were actually quite negative, demoralizing, you know, like you're no good. Why are you even bothering? What, what are they going to think of you? You know, all these things were coming into my head and I just sort of thought, I don't want to live like that. Don't want to live like that. And I started this journey and here I am, you know, three Mm -hmm. and a half years later um, with a really positive mindset. I've just been diagnosed with cancer in the summer, which I think was a big test for me to see how I responded to that. So I had basal cell carcinoma, which is a a type of skin cancer, and I've had it removed now and I've been given the all clear, which is fantastic. But my mindset throughout was, okay, I can't control what goes on next. I've got to trust in the process. I'm grateful that I found it early and that it's treatable. And it's that kind of, you know, yeah. and I think people are really shocked as to how resilient I am with sort of big things like that. But it's definitely come from focusing on, okay, what brings me joy in the everyday, in the, in the overarching theme? Mm.
0: If it's not bringing
1: me joy, do I really need it in my life? Can it be made joyful or, you know... So this is why I created the Joyful Business Club um, and I call myself the Joyful CEO because I think the stigma with businesses, especially big, successful, you know, six-figure businesses are that people are stressed to the hilt, they're, you know, doing 60-hour weeks. The idea of being joyful isn't there and I want to change that. I want to change that stigma.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You're
1: welcome.
0: Obviously, we've been connected on Facebook and Instagram for a while And I saw when you were diagnosed with cancer. But then all the posts thereafter, I do remember thinking, oh gosh, Sarah's dealing with this so well. Like you talk about your positive mindset and I will 100% attest to that. Because whilst I think that I would kind of trust the process, I also think that I might have like a total meltdown for a period of time. And yeah, it's just inspiration to see how you dealt with what a lot of people would deal with totally differently. Yeah. A lot of people be like, oh my gosh, my world is ending, that kind of mindset.
1: And you know what? Those thoughts and emotions are okay as well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of expecting that. I was like, I must be dealing with it okay now, but eventually it's going to sink in and I'm going to have a bit of a wobble and a bit of, why me? Do you know, like, and then I kind of was like, well, why not me? I'm just as able to get cancer as anybody else. Mm. Do you know, like, and we're here now, I can't change the fact that I've got it. So, you know, what can I control? What can I not control? Mm. I think that was the switch for me because I used to worry about everything and everybody and little things, you know, or I'd have my washing out on the line. I'd go out and I'd be like, oh God, I hope it doesn't rain. I hope it doesn't rain. And it would take up a surprising amount of time and energy. I can't control whether it's going to rain or not. And I certainly can't get back in time to put my washing in. So I don't know why the hell I'm worrying about it, do you know? And it's, it's like, how many things are we worrying about and we stressing about that actually we have very little or no control over? And for me, that was where I got with my cancer. Like, I can't change where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. So let's just look
0: forwards. Your mindset just blows me away. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) it's fantastic. I know it would have taken you some time to build it, but yeah, positive mindset and resilience. You are just soothed it, in loads, in buckets. And yeah, I am just in awe of you. So thank you so much for sharing that story with us. That's okay. We are here to talk about goal setting. We are at that time of year. At the time of recording, it is December. So the time of year where entrepreneurs, business owners, organisations are thinking about 2022 and what they want to achieve, what they want to happen, what they don't want to happen, And of course, in the Joyful Business Club, Sarah did a magnificent goal setting workshop last week or the week before I think it was. And I thought, right, I've got to have Sarah on the podcast because, you know, I'm a year in. I don't know what I'm doing. I am not the person (laughs) to be speaking about goal setting. So I'm just really, really excited that you're here. And of course, this is the podcast about podcasting. But a lot of guest experts that I invite in, there is an overlap. Because with a podcast, as you'll know, as a podcaster yourself, that, you know, setting goals for your podcast is equally as important as you do for your business. So, I guess we should probably start at the beginning. What's the first thing that we would need to consider when setting goals for 2022 as an entrepreneur?
1: Okay, so the way I like to do it and the way that's proven most effective for me is to actually look backwards first, which I know sounds a bit counterintuitive, but just, you know, listen to me here. <laughs> Go backwards for 5 or 10 minutes. And just reflect mm. what happened in the past year. You know, if you're brand new to business, what happened in the past year um, personally? If you're brand new to podcasting, what happened personally, okay? And go through big things, little things, you know, positive, negative things, what stands out to you, okay? And just jot them down. You know, you don't have to write reams and reams, just bullet points if you wanted to, and just sort of reflect on how the last 12 months went for you. And then I want you to sort of analyze it. So put a fresh set of eyes on it and go, okay, this is what I've written down. This is what I've remembered. Are these things wholly positive or wholly negative, okay? Uh, and you might have a really good split and that's okay too. There's no right or wrong answers here. And what I want you to do then is take a look at your answers and then do the opposite. Go, okay, I've mostly thought of negative things, things that didn't go well for me, things that made me sad or stressed or angry. I want you to think of the positive. So really dig deep and go, I need to find some positives in last year. And likewise, if yours is mostly positive, you know, this happened and that happened and you, you got uh, signed a new client and your podcast hit the charts and all this fantastic stuff go looking for the negative, okay? Because this exercise shows us that good and bad things happen to everybody all the time and it's what we choose to focus on. So when I do this exercise um, and I share this in my membership, I immediately picked out loads of positive stuff just because I'm well practiced in that, do you know? And I then went back and gone, you know, right, let's look at what didn't happen very well for me last year, you know? And having that cancer was one of those things, you know, we had a couple of cars that broke that we had, you know, expensive cars we had to send back you know, there was plenty of things that went on last year for us that wasn't great, but I don't choose to focus on those. So I want you to do this exercise and see, okay, where am I on reflection? What kind of stories am I telling myself about this past year? And if you are looking at that going, oh gosh, everything's negative or all but one is negative, that's okay because yeah. you've discovered that. You have figured that out now. So what we can do with this information is we can move forwards. So without realizing this, we might just tiptoe into 2022 Doing the same stuff, but only focusing on the negative actions that come from that. So by acknowledging where you're at, you can then look at, okay, do I need to work on what I'm telling myself? Do I need to really be conscious of how I'm thinking about my past, how I'm thinking about my future, how I'm thinking about the here and now? Because this is a really good indicator of how your subconscious might work. Um, so it's a really good little exercise that I like to do five or 10 minutes before I do any goal planning, whether it's a full year, whether it's five years, whether it's 90 days next week, you know, and by looking at the positive stuff as well, it puts you in a good stead. Okay. This good stuff happened last year, despite all this negative yeah. stuff, this good stuff still happened. And it doesn't matter if they don't balance each other out. You know, it's just being aware of how you think of your last year, how you think of what success is and what trials and tribulations you had and how you're going to move forward. Does that make sense?
0: That makes total sense. So step one, reflect. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking, cause I'm doing a bit of a sesh this week in my own business for myself. And what came up for me was, I mean, I've got a really poor memory anyway, <laughs> but I can't remember as much as I would like to, to really get the most of the exercise. Mm-hmm. That you just described. So, I wondered if you had any tips for making a note of those things, I guess. Should we just, is that a thing or is that taking up time? I didn't
1: want to dwell on anything that, okay. yeah, you wouldn't necessarily go into your journal and, and sort of start, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but start writing down all the negative things um, because that, that might end up you going in a spiral looking for negative things. So if you do journaling or if you keep a diary, you know, you could flick through and have a little look, you know, what happened then? What happened there? Generally, really strong positive or really strong negative situations will stay in your mind. Even if they're a little bit hazy, you know, you might have a feeling or, oh, you know, I didn't enjoy this time with this person. Um, And it doesn't necessarily have to be chronological order. You don't have to go, oh, in January this happened and in February that Mm -hmm. happened. You know, some people will be like that. Some people remember exactly what the weather was like when they fell out with their, I don't know, best friend at church. I don't know. (laughs) They might have a really, really succinct, like, memory. And other people might go, you know what, I just remember that summer was really, really tough. And that might be all you've got. Or I felt really relaxed in summer. So just write down what you've got. It doesn't have to be...
0: Every single thing. It doesn't,
1: (laughs) yeah, it doesn't have to have, you know, unless you've got that detail, if you've got that detail, roll with it, it's, there's no right or wrong here. Just remember what you can, you know, and how you feel. If you can really connect with how you were feeling at any point,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that is going to really help you move forwards next year as well.
0: Fantastic. That's really, really helpful. Okay. So, what's the next stage? So, we've done reflect. Mm. What should we do next?
1: So, the next stage, once you've sort of figured out where your benchmark is for how you're thinking, is go, okay, in the next 12 months, I'm assuming I want to be feeling differently to how I'm feeling now because we're all on a continued spiral of growth. You know, even if we've got the super positive mindset and all that jazz, we're still aiming for more. We still want more. We're still made for more. So, I want you to think about how you want to feel as you're ending 2022. And I go with feelings first and foremost, because that is every fiber of our being. We are made up of emotions. We're made up of thoughts. We're made up of... We're just... We're internal, aren't we, really? Do you know, we are internal people, and all the stuff that we can control goes on in our heads and in our minds and in our bodies. Um, And this is why I come to feelings first. And if you're not used to thinking about how you want to feel, you don't have to answer it straight away. Just keep asking yourself, how would I like to feel? How would I want to feel differently? And you know, you might be thinking straight away... I want to feel calm. I want to feel like a boss. I want to feel content. I want to feel powerful. You know, these positive words might Mm. come through. You might be sat there going, no, I just want to feel less stressed. You know, I want to feel less overwhelmed. I want to feel less angry, less tired. You know, you might be moving away from a feeling. So both of those are okay. You know, you're either moving towards a feeling or you're moving away from a feeling. Um, And you might have a mix of both. I want to be calm and I want to be less stressed you know, you might have, that might be your overarching feeling. So you want to get to the end of December, 2022, calm and less stressed. Okay. And that is your main goal yes, for next that year. Would be nice. <laughs> and it's okay. How are we going to get there? How do I want to be next year? That's going to help me be calm and less stressed. What do I want to be doing to be calm and less stressed? What do I want to be having in my life? That's going to enable me to be calm and less stressed. And I want you to think about building all the other little goals around that big feeling goal. And that feeling might be powerful and it's okay. What does powerful look like to you? Is powerful having £5,000 months? Is powerful being able to pick your kids up every day from school? What is powerful for you? Do you know? Because powerful to me is going to be different to powerful for you and powerful for everybody listening here. Mm -hmm. So work on that feeling and what that is for you.
0: I mean, that within itself is powerful because thinking back to this time last year, I was... three months into my business, just found out I was losing my nine to five. So things just got really serious really quickly because with the job, you have the headspace to kind of see what you like in your business, what you want to do, because money isn't a determining factor. And then all of a sudden I was losing my job. And so, you know, becoming a full-time entrepreneur was, you know, happening a lot sooner (laughs) than I envisioned. That's a different episode, a bit of manifestation might have happened without me consciously realising it, but that's a different episode topic. But I remember setting goals for 2021 and what I love about what you just said is it's based on the feeling and then you have small goals from that because I will admit that I got very wrapped up in all the 5 and the 10 and all those K months noise that we get in the online space and set a ridiculous, well, I say ridiculous, but you know, we live and we learn. But at the time, considering I was three, four months in, it's a ridiculous financial goal. And then that was my goal. And everything came off of that. And looking back, you know, as you mentioned, we're always growing. So 12 months later, I can look back and say, oh, well, I'm not doing that again. But I love the way you look at it. Like you said, it could be you want to feel powerful Does power, does making 6k months or whatever it is help you? I just love that. It's just a totally different spin and it doesn't make you feel like you're just focused on money. Because yes, Mm -hmm. I do want to pay my bills. Like we're not in business to, you know, I could go work volunteer
1: (laughs) if I wanted to
0: not make any money. But at the same time, I just, yeah, I just love the type of women that I work with and the learning that comes from it. So making my main goal financial, numerical just didn't make any sense. Whereas feeling, I would definitely like to feel accomplished, successful. And like you said, success will look different for all of us. Um, and what that might look like. So part of my exercise will definitely be that feeling and what comes off from that and then breaking it down into quarterly goals. Is that, would that be the next step? So you have your feeling. What happens thereafter?
1: Yeah. So quarterly goals work great for some people. They work great for me. I'm very much listen to what you think is going to work best for you. And it might be a bit of trial and error. You know, you might do quarterlies for a bit. You might do monthlies. You know, you might just go, okay, this is my main goal. This is my feeling. This is how I think I'm going to get to this feeling. Let's just reassess every time we hit one of those mini goals. You know, that might work for you. So it's kind of just fall into what you think might work. I mean, I love a 90 day plan. I love a three month plan. And I do break it, you know, I reverse engineer and I break it down even to the weeks, um, you know, what am I wanting to achieve this week? Yeah. And then I reflect. I do it every Sunday night with my husband um, and we sort of go over our, our own weekly things and go, what did we do this week? What went really well for us? And then the things that we didn't do, we're not judging. We're just going, hmm, okay, what happened? Why didn't we prioritize that? You know, let's see what's going on there. Mm. And is that because we didn't carve out enough time? Is that because it's not really aligned with what we want to be doing? Is it not bringing us joy? do you know, what is that reason? Because if we reflect on our week with compassion and our what we've chosen to do with kindness, we can find the root of what stopped us from achieving that goal or whether that's the goal we need to be going forward with. Yeah. Do you know, like, and, and I'll give you an example here. One of my smaller goals is to read 12 books a year minimum. And I broke them down to one book a, a month and it was like, right, read a chapter a day on the weekday. So read five chapters a week. So a chapter a day for me, I was thinking, mm, I don't really have the time to read that today. I'll, I'll just skip it, right? Because I couldn't read the full chapter. And I sort of reflected, and I was like, right, well, I've only read a couple of chapters this week. You know, I really want to read this book. It's really interesting to me what's going on. And I realized that for me, the idea of reading a chapter was too large and I couldn't fit it in with my kids and, mm. you know, my business and sorting my dog out and all the other bits and bobs, you know, that goes on in life. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to reduce that to four pages because that will take me a few minutes at most. And since I moved it to four pages, I have consistently read four pages every day. Um I even do it on the weekend now because it's not such an issue, and most of the time, I actually do have time mm. to read over a chapter. I just don't think I do so rather than reading anything, I just chose not to read it because I wasn't going to get my tick on my little sheet and you know what I reevaluated and went four pages a day um and I can do that, so you know it's just taking it back to something that works yeah. for you.
0: No, I love that
1: um and I know that's a really silly example, but it's the only one I can think of at the top off the top of my head. <laughs>
0: No, it's a great example. It applies to me as well, actually. I would love to read more. In normal circumstances pre-COVID, I would do a lot of reading on holiday. I would normally travel every three, four months. It's now coming up to two years and I'm feeling slightly cabin feverish. But finding, like you said, just finding that time. I would love to be that person with their morning cup of tea who sits and reads a chapter, but I just can't, I can't get, to, get into it.
1: Well, that's it. Holidays, it's a completely different setup, isn't it, generally? Yeah. You know, so maybe the question you need to be asking yourself is, if reading isn't appealing to me right now, what other thing might?
0: Yeah, that's a very good question that I will mull over
1: 100%. Well, where would I like to read? I love to read in the bath. I don't obviously have baths every night to read my four pages, but if I do get in the bath... I've either got an audio book on, I've got a podcast on, Mm. or I just pick my book up and I have you know a couple of pages because I can lock the door in (laughs) there. You know nobody comes at
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, definitely, it's definitely on the goals list for 2022. And I don't know if I've mentioned it, but my word of the year is going to be intentional. Oh, I love that. And that's because this year I was just—it's allowed. It's my first full year in business, but I'm just—I was all over the place. So next year, I just need to be really intentional with the time that I spend. So it might be that I do audiobooks. Yeah. Because, you know, of course, I'm all about podcasts and audiobooks would make a lot of sense. (laughs) There's lots of positives to reading. And of course, if I'm reading business books, it's going to benefit my business. So I just need to be, as I said, intentional with my time and structure my day a lot better.
1: Yeah. And that's it. You know, and I think as entrepreneurs, we fall into that pattern really easily because we're constantly thinking, gosh, I should be maximizing my time. You know, I am an absolute, you know, sod for watching TV and like interacting on Instagram and, you know, or I'm, you know, putting the kids to bed and I'm like, just having a quick scroll. And it's like, no, you need know, stop that, put the phone away. And, you know, and it have sort of built in, you know, I mean, I'm getting better at it. We're not all perfect, but I have built in sort of boundaries where it's like right the phone is going on the table it's going upside down so it doesn't light up when the notifications go off and I'm watching tv because that's what I said I'd do and it might only be okay I'm gonna do it for 10 minutes at a time I'm gonna do 10 minutes I said okay I did that let's go for 12 and it can literally be what sounds like the silliest little thing but if you're building up on it you're building that you know resilience to not have the urge to check your phone or not have the urge to go and do something else and actually that brings me back to meditation so I don't know if you've ever meditated but I used to think, goodness me, I don't understand the point of this. Like I'll close my eyes and I'm listening to the person in my headphones. And, he, and he's like, just breathe in and breathe out, focus on your breathing. And I'd be like, I just can't, I, I want to like look at my phone. And I've just had the urge to go and swap the washing and, oh, what's for dinner tonight and all these things. And he's like, just bring yourself back. And I'm like, but all I do is bring myself back. I don't understand. And I left it for a good couple of years <laughs> and I came back to it recently. And I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, We're supposed to wander. Our brains are supposed, that's, na- that's normal. And it's the art of bringing yourself back that is the art of meditation.
0: Oh. Ah. You know, it's not
1: just the sitting there, focused on your breathing. It is having noticing. Oh, my mind's wandered. Being kind to yourself again and going, okay, let's go back to the breathing now. Oh, look at that. I've done it again.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: No, it's, it's taken me ages. And that's what I've taken from it anyway. Um, and, and now I do it with so much kindness. Not like, oh God, I've wandered again. I'm so crap at this. <laughs> do you know, like yeah. I'm so like, oh there it goes. And then I just bring myself back. Bring and it Honestly, back. Yeah. it has provided me with so much sort of inner peace, so much calm. Mm. Um, and I don't do it lot. You know, I don't do it for very long. It's the like three to five minutes. Mm. And I don't do it every day. You know, I try and build it in three to four times a week. And I intersperse that with journaling because I find that if I'm too strict, again, this might apply to some people. Listen, if you're too strict, it feels oppressive. And like, well, why yeah. am I being strict? Did you know, like, so I sort of give myself the option. I go, we're going to do one thing that's self-development. And for me, it's either reading, journaling, um, or meditation. So I used to do any of those three. And now I've moved on to reading is a, is a definite for me. And I can choose meditating or journaling. Amazing. Uh, and sometimes I do both because why not? Do you know? But I give myself that grace. What do I feel like doing today?
0: Yes, again, back to feeling. What feels like the best
1: option. Yeah, and it it comes back to feeling, it really does. Yeah, what's going to make me feel good? Am I going to sit there and meditate when I don't really want to and get cross? Mm. Or am I going to write out whatever's going on in my head and just bash that out while I have a cup of tea?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, because I know that when I'm not feeling like doing something, there's really no point. So, classic example, I need to be in the right headspace to edit. Mm -hmm. Like, on Tuesday was a solely... (laughs) But it was a solely because I'm starting to wrap up for my Christmas break Tuesday, I did like four episodes, but I'd mentally prepared myself from two days before Tuesday is gonna be my day to just boom, 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 boom. so it was fine. But if someone was to just drop an episode last minute and I needed to do it, no <laughs> I need to be, need to be in the mood and I do list I need to be prepared. And I start my day, I work mornings usually only, and I'll pick three clients or three client tasks that I need to do every morning. And if I don't fancy doing one of them so that I don't feel bad about it, I'll pick something else from my to-do list. And then I'll do that thing if it can shift the following day or maybe in the afternoon when I'm doing my working on my business. But yeah, it's just being flexible with yourself Mm -hmm. because if you push yourself to do things that you're not in the mood for or you just really don't enjoy. That's when you need to delegate, but that's a separate so topic. totally separate. But yeah, it's <laughs> totally separate. But yeah, give yourself that grace. And like you said, find your joy.
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it all comes back to feeling joy. What is sparking joy for you? And if you're sat there thinking, goodness me, everything in my business is really hard work, you know, and I don't really want to do it. Is it right for you? Or do we need to go, okay, well these bits are the bits I don't like and these bits are the bits I really like and was what I actually wanted to do. And it's like, okay, can I look at delegating those? Can I look at finding systems and processes to make those things easier? You know, depending on where you are with business, I know that not everybody can go out, you know, and get a copywriter and a VA and a podcast editor and the whole shebang. I know it's not doable for everybody straight away, and that's okay. You know, it's okay to go, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Rev.com to write up the written text to go you know, to go somewhere else, go in a blog. Because that makes it easier. Do you know, it can be little things. yeah. And like you said, you know, you said that, that, you know, if you didn't really feel like it, you might do it the next day or you might come back to it later. And that's one of the things that I find time and time again with my clients is people aren't building in that buffer time, you know, that time where they go, God, I have to do it now because I have no other time to do it. So then they either do a rush job of it or they associate negative feeling with the process. You know, a process that's supposed to be something fun and, you know, enjoyable as part of their business. So like you say, building in that time and going, you know what, if I don't get to it today, that's okay, because I can come back to it tomorrow is great. I mean, obviously, there comes a point where you are going to run out of time if you do keep putting it off. But then it's kind of like, for me, I'd be going, okay, well, why am I putting this off so much? What is going on there? Do you know? And being kind again, not like, oh, you you know, you're so ridiculous. You're putting it off. You just need to get it done. You know, you don't speak to yourself like that. Take a breath and go, okay, what's going on with me here?
0: No, 100%.
1: Because, you know, you'll just go on the defensive with yourself and you can't win. No. <laughs> you can't win it. That's in that state with your kind and go, okay, what's going on? Is it because I don't like it? Is it because actually I know I undercharge for this service and now I feel a bit bitter? Yes. Is it because I literally don't have the time for it? You know, I've got so many different things on this week. It's just a really bad week. Mm -hmm. Um, Or is it, you know, is it something else? Like, what is it? Yeah. Um, And I think it's really, really important to go back to,
0: okay, what's going on with me? A hundred percent. Okay. So is there anything else that you wanted to add to our goal setting conversation?
1: So obviously we've covered reflection, we've covered feelings and sort of whether you want a 90-day plan or monthly or whatever, sort of reverse engineering that big goal and going, okay, how can I get to this feeling? What does this feeling look like for me? The only other thing I would add is daily intentions. So doing a tiny action nearly every day to propel you forward. So even when, you know, the day has gone to pot and you're feeling like you're not getting anywhere or you've you know you've had, I don't know, maybe a client's dropped out or you didn't secure a deal or, you know, your website went down. Do you know whatever happened and you're just feeling a bit crappy. You just want to go and grab the wine and, you know, ignore the world. What's that one thing you can do even on those days that's going to move you forwards? And it doesn't have to be big. I'm talking tiny little action. And you know, it could be something that's not even, you know, attached to your business or your podcast. It could be I'm going to drink a glass of water in the morning because that's going to hydrate me. when I'm hydrated, my brain works better. Yeah. It could be, I'm going to go out for a 15 minute walk because exercise fuels my body and clears my mind. It could be, I'm going to read four pages. Do you know, like I do read four pages of your book. It could be, I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths, hand on my chest and say, I am doing a good job. Do you know, or anything that springs to mind. And you could just say that. Breathe in, big smile and get on with your day. It doesn't have to be anything taxing, anything difficult, anything that you need your computer for. Do you know, just something that is going to move you forwards to that person you want to be and how you want to feel.
0: Yeah, I love that you've mentioned intentions. Someone mentioned it to me a few months ago and I've started doing it. And I love how you've said, because sometimes I am a bit of an overthinker. And I'll be like, there must be more that I can intent on <laughs> every day rather than today I will do XYC. <laughs> so I love that you've mentioned, you know, about the water or just reading your, your book. It could be any little yeah, thing. It can be the smallest that thing. Kind of helps you.
1: Yeah. And once you've made that, you know, a regular thing. So say you pick, I don't know, having a glass of water every day. And three weeks in, it's a second nature to you now. You know, you get in there with it. And then you might go, you know what? I'm gonna do the water and then I'm gonna have two minutes just stretching out my body in a way that feels good for me. And you'll build on it and you can build on it and build on it. Or you might go, I'm going to do that in the morning. And then at lunchtime, when I have my break, I'm going to go and do this. You know, and you can build it up. I mean, mornings are great. If you can't fit anything in the morning or or whatever you want to do doesn't align with you in the morning, that's fine. The evening, it's a really good way to wind down and go, you know what? Today was crap, but nothing went right. But I did this one thing. Yeah. And I'm moving forwards.
0: And tomorrow's another day.
1: Yeah, this was a really hard day. This was tough. This didn't go very well for me, but I am okay. I've done this thing and tomorrow's a new day.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much. That's been a fantastic conversation. Now, you mentioned in your bio that you're launching a new podcast at the end of January. I know your first podcast, A Better Life, A Better You, was all about creating your own success as a female entrepreneur, no matter who you are or what you do. And that's still available on all major platforms for anyone who, you know, feels cool to give that a listen, please do. But I would love it, Sarah, if you could tell us a little bit more about your new podcast.
1: Yes. So the podcast is going to be launched on January 27th. I'm keeping the name and, you know, the um, artwork secret for now, but I'm sort of taking it a step deeper as I've continued my work on my own self-development and, and sort of growing my business. Um, really sort of honing in on how I want to help people sort of discover who they really are and what they're actually made for. I really want to just go deep on how they can reach that inner goddess of theirs. Do you know, the person that they are deep inside without anybody's inflictions or anybody's thoughts that are sort of permeating in and changing who you are and what you think you should be known for and what you should do. So I really want to sort of dig deep. They're going to be really short sort of 10-15 minute episodes, so really easy to just dip in and out of but sort of take you on another level to get you thinking about your life and your future and your legacy a little bit differently, which I'm really, really excited about.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I mean, goddess, that sounds Mm. really, really exciting. So January 27th, Mm -hmm. so our episode will air before, but I will make sure to link when your podcast goes live, make sure to link it in this episode thereafter. But thank you so much for sharing. I look forward to listening. Thank you. Now, I would love it if you could share with our audience any resources that you might have and, of course, where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, awesome. So I am most active on Instagram. You will find me at instagram.com forward slash Sarah Joyce Hindle. I'm the same on Facebook as well. So if you're a Facebook person, you know, head there. It's the same for LinkedIn. So just keep it super simple. Uh, but I'm most <laughs> yeah. active on, on Instagram. And for anybody that's listening, I want to gift you my three-step process to levelling up your year which I'm going to give you the link for as well. It'll be in the show notes, I'm sure, Um, which is just sort of three key things that I want you to take away on top of what we spoke about today. That's going to really help you work through who you want to be next year, how you want to go through that process and where you want to end up really. Um, It's a fantastic process. The um, resources are going to be really great for you. So that's sjhagain.app forward slash three step. So I've got two links. So three as in the number three, and the word three so you can go nuts you can put whichever one you want in they're both gonna work
0: (laughs) amazing that's thoroughness there yeah honestly
1: i thought you know what i would just do both because it's easier (laughs) i'm all about ease
0: yeah no i love it thank you so much i'll make sure all those links were included thank you so much for your time, Sarah. This has been a fantastic episode to start 2022 with. And of course, if anyone has any questions or wants to follow up, you can find Sarah on Instagram primarily or Facebook or LinkedIn. So pop your questions to her, but I hope that you guys have taken away as much as I have. So thank you again. Have an amazing Christmas. I'm in your membership, so I'll see you anyway. (laughs) You will indeed. (laughs) And yeah, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I have really enjoyed it. And I I just love sharing this stuff. It's what I'm made to do. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy To Podcast. I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.